I'm back. Let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB, and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, what up, man? The real coach JB here with my main man, Sean Salisbury. Sean, what's going on? You got the Boston Red Sox hat on. We're full swing baseball. Uh, my Dodgers are, are 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 ailing with no pitching. Uh, the Houston uh, Astros are the repeat champs. We're going to see what happens here. I'm still banking on my Dodger Blues. We call them the Doyers here in L.A., Sean. You know about that from being from San Diego and having a little Long Beach in you. We call them the Doyers. What about you? What about what, you know anything about the Doyers? Do I? I just call them what I, I just call them. Well, that was now. See, I grew up going to SC. I was at Dodger Stadium all the time. I don't. Why do you call them the Doyers? By the way, what's, That's, the, what's uh, the, the, the Hispanic uh, population? Cesar, or you know Chavez Ravine. Oh yeah, yeah. The I Doyers. Uh, you yeah. know the Doyers is is a Hispanic way. Uh, that's the Dodgers. Um, you know, man, are, are you from are you from Escondido? From the mean streets, from, man. From the from the mean streets of Esco, so I know all about my, my peeps, man. I, they, what are you talking about? I'm trying to think you're kind of Newport Beaches. You're, 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 you're more of a all white Palace Verdes neighborhood guy. That's you. You're the guy who rolls in. You're you're the guy who rolls in the. There, yep. Hi, how are you? I'm from Palos Verdes. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Palos Verdes, but that's you. And then they say, hey, man, just say, you want to go? Are you, are you golfing at Trump's course out in fucking TV? You're the guy. You, you might, hell, if it's free, it's me. Give me three. I'll play anywhere. I don't give a shit. Um, what am I supposed to apologize for playing at some guy's golf course? If you're going to let me go for free, I've never played it, but I, hell, he invites me. I'm playing. Dude, Harry Hatchet asked and invite me to play golf. If it's a good, good course, I'm in. See, you're the guy who I say, hey, man, roll on down to San Diego. Come to the to, to my hometown of Esco. You're like, oh, hell no, dude. I not waltzed into Esco. I'm scared. I know you get scared. Come and then on. You, start, you start laying this, oh, you know where I'm from? I say, dude, I'm from the – I was born and lived in the LBC. So you know nothing about no poly. You know nothing yeah. about that. You're over there like, hi, Sean. I'm going I, – I got class today. I'm going to my private school where all my peeps are. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what LBC means to me? It means you don't even get through to the CPT. That's where I'm from. I don't know if you realize that shit. I, dude, you were an import to the CPT. You don't know about no... What? I'm OG. Hey. Dude, you I are not an OG. You, you, all white. OG my ass. OG where? Hey, when it comes to my dad I'm, was going up there, it was all I, I'm white. I'm from Newport Harbor High School. Would you like to come visit? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Newport Harbor. Goddamn, we used to beat the shit out of them. Um, Dude, I I'm, you- from, I'm a guy who'd show up at Narbonne or El Long no, Beach. You get scared okay. right out of there. You oh, get right out of there and go all the way back to Ocean View High School. Orange Glen, bitch. What are you talking about? 
don't 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 disrespect the Patriots at Esco. You know, I'll roll. I'll I'll roll up. I'll just roll up. I'll swing by Downey, where my my grand my uncle was a police chief, and then I'll roll into the LBC, stop and pick my cousins up from Gar High School, which probably kicked your ass too. Uh, I never even lost a guard. I lost a guard as a freshman. That's it. Mom and pops from the Artesia area. Uh, I was born in the LBC. I'm from the mean streets of Esco. I went to school at USC. Where'd you go? I went to Pepperdine. That's where you went, right? (laughs) I'm a UC Santa Barbara guy, Sean. I don't waltz in to Nickerson Gardens because I'm scared. Yeah. Hey, we call them the Nickersons, the Nickersons. Uh, then Nickerson Gardens. Actually, I grew up right up the street. You know, I don't know if you know that. You can walk in there with that hat on, even a white boy like you. But uh, you better not have a blue Ooh. one on. And when you play quarterback at Southern Cal, you're I'm, I'm welcome at the Shaw. I'm welcome at Verb. You can go Verb wherever. Day. I'm right across right. street. You know, I'll go over to Manual Arts. Those yeah. are my people. And from Mean Streets Esco. Hi, I'd like to transfer to Bishop Gorman in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> That's you. Me, Street. If I heard Escondido where I grew up, we would laugh at you. Sean, I'm from Beverly Hills 90210, and we had Adderall when I went to school there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're back. Last chance, Q. We're doing here on YouTube. We're on Patreon exclusively. Become a member if you're not one. Uh, Eric with the wrench is going to drop that link here during the show. And no, uh, no, no, no offense. My peeps are from Palos Verdes, too. You know we're just having some fun. But I think you're scared yeah. to roll. You don't want to roll up there, dude. I think yeah, you don't want to roll up where I'm from, man. You, you know, I, you go to San Diego, man. You go get tacos. You go to Tijuana. You come back over. You get a little lobster, $9.99. And then dude, that. You think the Mean Streets of Esco rolling into my home, my, my, my Hispanic hometown. You think the Mean Streets are like going to Taco Bell. Get the fuck out of here. man. What, you lost your mind. Come on, man. Roll up in the Escondido was your Friday night fucking hangout. You're uh, yeah, yeah, and while, while we cruise Valley Parkway, don't while you're bullshitting, you're the guy that says, Oh, yeah, man, I, I'll roll up into LBC and I'll whoop some ass. But first, let me go over to Applebee's and Starbucks and get my dinner before I have to roll up where it's real serious, where you got to go up and get in my town. You don't want any part of that, dude. Come if on. You, man. If you are, once you get like, Crossing on highway on 78, you know, in O-side, you know where Oceanside is, and go 78 inland, and you roll through Vista, San Marcos, and all of a sudden you see, welcome to Escondido. Put the brakes on, turn over to the side of the road, stop, text me, I'll call my people to let you into my town. <laughs> uh, I'll walk all the way through San Diego in any time of the night and with flip-flops on. And yelling, bitches, I'm here? Yeah, sure oh, you yeah. will. Bitch, please. You, you ain't growing up to Esco. You're not rolling into Chula Vista. You're not uh, going in. You're not rolling into Lincoln. You're not, Chula Vista get you some won't even walk on campus at Helix or Lincoln or Morris High. Don't get scared now. I'll go to Chula Vista. part of us down there in the 619. I'll get me some tacos in the 619. That's all that's there. That's all that's there. You're right. Hey, you got the best so, tacos in the world, so, too. You were so, uh, so eloquently on was uh, Benchwarmers. It's on Netflix now. Do you know? Well, Netflix, It's I think it's one of the top 10 all-time Netflix watched movies. Uh, David Spade posted it the other day. Really? You're, yeah. You're damn right, man. You'd be, you'd be glad to know. It's one of the top 10 grossing baseball movies of all time, too. As it was, so it was as of two you know, years ago. You and I both have a top record 
groundbreaking show on Netflix. Damn right. Wow. Yeah. How about you, that? What was the name of your show? Last Chance Bitch? Was that for was that I, you? <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck it was. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was called These Nuts. Yeah. Last yeah. Chance Bitches. That's what you were on. <laughs> hey, hi right, uh, guys. Let me coach you up. Here's how you do it. You probably had those bike coaching shorts all up there. What do you, what do you like Nizuts? I know your look, dude. You had that sweat jacket tucked into your, your, your shit and then pulled up. Oh, dude, God, I know man. your look. Hey, guys, grab me a whistle. Yeah. Hey, you had your whistle. <laughs> high high socks pulled up past your calves. Did you have I, your whistle down here? Dude, I never wore a whistle around my neck a day in my life. No need to. Hey, called, anyone got one of these? It's exclusive. called presents. It's called one of the. It's called presents, brother. What is that? You got one of these exclusive QB shirts right here. Some of us aren't good at, dude. I'm just listen. Some of us don't grow up in you know the rich neighborhoods you did and get hey. free free <laughs> swag. Hey, last chance, Q, right here. We're gonna have these hoodies right here for everybody for buy, to buy. Go become a member of our Patreon. You can get you some uh, some of these beautiful mugs. And uh, we'll get some hats, too, so Sean can wear a hat and not a fucking Boston Red Sox hat. So we can get you some real shit. We're going to have that going. Um, all right, Sean, let's get some brass potatoes. And uh, we got an hour show here. And uh, let's get to some uh, nuts and guts of this show. Uh, we got a kickoff portion of this show. We call it the kickoff. Dan Snyder officially sells the Commanders. What is next for this team, Sean? Magic Johnson. Uh, is now part owner of an NFL team. He owns an NBA team. He owns a Major League Baseball team. He owns a soccer team. He owns Starbucks. Whatever Magic Johnson touches, movie theaters, gold. Yeah, movie theaters. I mean, you know, I think some shopping is any part of shopping malls. Irvin Johnson yeah. owns a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, and Magic. Here's what it's going to bring, JB. First off, what we did, we got a toxic asshole out of sports. There was toxic towards players, towards women, towards coworkers, and rewarded him. Unbelievable! It's the only thing I know in the world where you can be treat people like shit, act like act like he did, and I'm sure he's a good businessman because you don't make that kind of money unless it was handed down to him. I'm sure somewhere along the line he understood business, but you treat people like that, and all of a sudden here's your punishment. $6 billion, a check we're going to write for you to get your ass out. So he loses, but he wins, if you know what I mean, when it comes to his bank account. Not that he needed it, but he did. But I can t- we, we got rid of another. Hey, Sean, We've been here before, though, right? Donald Sterling. Yes, yes. We got rid for different reasons, different guys, whether it's race or just a toxic asshole, asshole all the way around. Got him out of the building. Got people in and, mag- and magic. I guarantee magic because magic. You're right. What he touches turns to gold. He's been pro sports ownership, business ownership, minority ownership, all these things that are important. And with the very wealthy group, you know, billionaires don't like to lose money. And they got a good group together with a lot of money and a guy who's got great contacts and who's well-respected in magic. I don't know a lot about the other guys involved. I know they got coin and they know how to raise money. So just on the surface right now, before we even snap a football for Ron Rivera's team, the Washington Commanders got classier. They got better. They got um, toxic out. Even though it started to get out, they got it 
they just removed it where there's no chance he's coming back, and we reward him with $6 billion. So it'll be better. It's better for football. It's better for people. And it's not just – I'm not even talking about the athletes or the just, just you know, people that we may know. I'm talking about the executive assistant, the, 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 the people walking down the hallways that don't have to walk on eggshells and wonder what's is, – is, is that going to exist when, when he comes back? Well, he's not coming back. And so this is a step in, in a really good, big direction. And six billion dollars, and I can guarantee you, he probably spent what when he bought it, upper seven, eight hundred million. I don't even know what it was. A bi- even if it was a billion, you're talking about turning a profit. But it was good that we got rid of that toxicity and moved on. Yeah. Um, first down on this show. Um, first down. We got the Chicago Bears. This is the uh, this is the ten- this is our uh, tenth team. We're breaking down. We're gonna skip Sean. The Texans' 12th pick because we've already broke down the Texans at number two, and we're going to do our mock draft next week before the draft. Uh, in the next two weeks, we're going to do our mock draft, so we'll we'll have the first round in entirety. Uh, we're going to pick that. You when gonna we do hit 12, pick. JB, when we so we got really three teams we're picking today, right? Three. We're actually going to skip 12 and go to 13, so okay. we'll still do four teams. We're going to go into the Jets at 13. Great. One thing when we do, just brush by the Texans. Be alert. When we talk about our mock draft in a couple of weeks, they don't be surprised if they get into the Arizona Cardinals possible trade fray and have the second and third pick of this draft. If they're willing to give up 12 and like a first rounder next year and maybe some, it'll be expensive. But if you get Bryce, you know, a quarterback, CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, then you'd do it. But that's, we'll discuss that during our Mac mock part of it. But, it would have to be a pre-draft day deal because then it would assure that they, if they made the trade, then they could draft the quarterback third or second, knowing they're going to get the third. You wouldn't want to do it on draft day because if you're the Arizona Cardinals, I'd hold four or five teams hostage. And if you don't draft the quarterback second, then you're screwed because you're picking 12th and you won't get them. So that's just something to think about, but we can get them in. And so on our group on the clock right now is the Chicago Bears who traded out with Carolina to the ninth slot. Yep, Chicago Bears traded out. Let's go through their roster. They did get us. Not only did they get the Carolina Panthers, uh, they gave that pickup. They got um, they got a pretty damn good receiver, right? Um, in that deal, what was it? Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yep. They also got PJ Walker, who was uh, started some games at quarterback, who was at the in the USFL last year. Um, He's now – he played last year for Carolina. Uh, he played back up to have. at Temple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he He's also backing up Justin Fields. I saw a very interesting post today on social media. I think Barstool Sports or something posted it. Um, if Anthony Richardson's available at number nine, the pick we're discussing right now, Chicago Bears, would they ever in your wildest dreams draft him and trade – Justin Fields. No. I don't think so either. No. And because if you do that, if you did that first off, you're getting a body that's a – what's Fields weigh, about two and a quarter? What, what, what do I – I mean, the body least. types aren't much different, and they're similar. And the truth is when you talk about a better passer, meaning even a little more accurate, he's still got a long way to go to be a pocket guy that delivers meaning Fields. He's shown flashes of it. Well, what do you okay? So, what do you get with Richardson with Fields? Same guy with movement, and I would argue that Fields and him are similar speed, 
can run, big physical kids, still need to work on their progressions and being accurate from, you know, inside that tackle box, inside the, the, the guard box and the hula hoop in the pocket. Both powerful arms, yet still working on how to layer it and get it to where they want to go. Both raw, but really, really gifted. And hell, you're getting a similar player. And secondly, if you did that, why would I, why would I let you hold me hostage then? You're going to diminish and you will, you would diminish or devalue Fields' trade value. I'm not giving you two first rounders for him then. If you draft, unless that was a draft, you did it. But you had that where you could have got Bryce Young if you thought he was better than Justin Fields by staying in the one hole. And so you got all these assets. There's no way they're drafting a quarterback at nine. They're going to take an offensive lineman or a disruptor on defense. Let's watch a few snaps of Justin Fields last year. He matured a lot. He he was a running back for the most part a lot of times. I I would I agree. I, I keep Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields. I just don't think he's that guy that's gonna win a Super Bowl, but I do like him. He did he did grow a little bit without any receivers whatsoever. I still don't know if they're gonna be able to help him enough up front, Sean. Or at the wideout spot, I don't know if the Mooney kid or, or whatever his name is and DJ Moore is enough. DJ Moore is still not a big physical guy. I think they still need to go get that guy. But I think they're going to draft to get as many offensive weapons on the perimeter and offensive. They're going to draft more than one at both those positions in this draft, I'd think. I would think. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you want to see him under center more with the O-line and, 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 and outside guys they have? At least make it a little harder on defenses. Let's put this guy under center and give an illusion to run play action, boot naked under center. We can run some other things under center with him instead of being in the gun and knowing, hey, listen, this guy's a runner first, thrower second. Uh, a little bit harder underneath the center, huh? Yeah, I hate I, – I guess I shouldn't say I hate it. I understand it. I don't like 100% gun, JB. I never have. I like the gun. I I, I know it is. But it's still the – I mean, even if you give me 10, a dozen snaps a game of under center, I mean, what purpose does it serve? No, and people can argue with me, well, here's why. But I I played the positions. I have a pretty good idea about it, as did you. I think I have a pretty freaking good idea that when I get somebody on Twitter telling me, well, here's why they're in the gun. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I, I, I played it. Okay, but I also understand why they get under center. So I've, I'll never understand staying in my heels at, at the six-yard line when I'm on the one to run an inside zone I, 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 or, or to run quarterback sneak from the 10 when it's a quarterback drop from the six. I've never understood being that deep because now it's easier to get early penetration for a defensive line and even even early penetration when I'm under center, I can go over the top. I can physically battle you. A running start and Aaron Donald gets an inside take on the A-gap and beats me to the punch and grabs my legs. Where, where am I going? So I think I love the gun and I love under center, but I like a steady diet of both. I, I, I don't like nine, 100% in the shotgun all the time because I think it limits what you can do. Just like being under center limits what you can do if you're 100% time. I like both. And it's, it's easier to, to decipher in the gun for a young player where the blitzes are coming from. But it also creates problems because I don't just need to get him on the edge in the, in the RPO part of it, the inside zone and RPO read game. I'd like to get him, like you said, stretch play, naked boot, you know, uh, play action fake and set up and throw. J- slide the line, which gives you a little more time. And, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a really sound protection, especially when this team needs that. So I would 
do both. I'm not a hundred percent gun guy. I would, the kid's extremely gifted JB. He just needs proper coaching and he's never going to lead the league in completion percentage. Let's just put it that way. But I tell you what, he can make a hell of a lot of plays. And now that he's settled in with this system two years in a row now, you can settle in and start to build something with Eberfluss's team and get this going. So I think he can be a good player. I would not have traded him. I think it's way too premature to get rid of him now before I see what my investment, what fruit it bears. And I think that he's got some really big potential. We're going to find out if he takes the next level throwing the football and not bailing out of that pocket too soon. While it all looks fine and dandy, bailers that bail too soon don't win championships. But he's got an incredible skill set. Yeah, Lee, right here, Sean. We're gonna we're gonna scheme this. We know yep. what they're doing. You know, yep. they're gonna run power read, RPO, or or, or run game, right? Um, and that is what I think's a lot easier. They, since they've been under center, and we're just bullshitting watching this. We're not really watching it to, to to talk about it. We're just showing it while we talk about this team. They've been more successful under center in the five or six snaps we've seen, just bullshitting here than they have been in the gun. I mean, this thing right here is predictable in the yep. NFL. Yeah, and it's also predictable on a team that knows that the quarterback they have is an ex, is an is a very, I mean, he is a one of the best we have at pulling that ball out and getting on the edge and making something happen. He he can spontaneous you to death and off schedule you to death. The question is, and and see, great JB, let me let me make a point. You tell me, and you know, you, I let you have your quotes of the day as we're watching Justin Fields. Who I love the fact that they didn't trade him. Like I said that. We're going to give him a chance to grow into this position. I, it's not, how do I say this? It's it, being a champion or winning or being great at your job in any job. We're speaking football now. It's not that these guys, the great ones make extraordinary plays all the time, better than everybody else. What it is, is that they make the ordinary, simple, common play better than everybody else. And more often than everybody else. Spectacular plays come and go. Some make more than others. Mahomes will make a few more than others. But the ordinary stuff, for the most part, it's not a blanket statement for the most part. The greatest players I've been around do the ordinary stuff better than everybody else on a regular basis consistently. And then extraordinary mixes in once in a while. It's not the extraordinary all the time. Nobody does extraordinary all the time. But by making every ordinary play, it becomes extraordinary, if that makes sense. And that's what uh, Justin Fields has got to get to, is making ordinary plays better than everybody else and more consistent than everybody else. It's a pretty open division this year. And as we said, we both like Detroit starting out to win the division. And Chicago's got to get better and more consistent offensively to stay in that uh, race. Let's get into this roster the the Bears have. Justin Fields, obviously, we think they're keeping him. Obviously, I think he's going to grow. Um, you know, I like that he's under center. The snaps that we did see, we'll break him down as the season gets, as we get this last chance cute thing underway after the draft. We'll be breaking down all these quarterbacks individually um, here on Last Chance Q. If you're not a member, become one and uh, subscribe today to our Patreon. Um, so you got Dante, Deontay Foreman at back. You got Khalil Herbert. You got Travis Homer and Treston Ebner. Uh, three backs that are kind of journeymen. Deontay Foreman is pretty damn good. I don't know if he's the big-time elite back that you um, want to hang your hat on. They got rid of a good one in Montgomery, Sean. Let me ask you this. If I know B's where you're going, going, and the answer is yes. Around, 
Is he hanging around? Do you absolutely fucking take him at this spot? If it was me and you were my coach and I'm your GM or you're my GM and I'm the coach and the ninth pick comes around and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we got a lot of assets for that first pick. I got to build something to where my quarterback, similar to what Josh Allen, they got to give him, if they got like a Derrick Henry in Buffalo for him, as we've talked about. And I'm thinking, okay, multiple picks. Can I get another offensive lineman or another good playmaker, defensive disruptor somewhere else? The answer is yes. Put it this way. There's more edge rushers, offensive linemen that are bunched closer together in this draft then there is a home run hitting running back. To me, now we may end up seeing three of them drafted from the third round and beyond that turn out great, and I'm not a top 10, take a running back in the top 10 unless he's a freak. Bijan Robinson's a freak. I'm greedy when it comes to offensive football, JB, so maybe this is more emotional for me, but I've watched him being in Texas. I've probably seen the kid play 80% of his games, right? And they're all the time. And I'm just going to tell you, if the ninth pick is sitting there and somebody hasn't traded up in front of me to go get B. John Robinson, I'll get the offensive lineman, hopefully later, second round. Yes, I'm taking him. Sean, we've already gone through eight other teams. We haven't really seen Bijan come off the board. We haven't made our mock draft yet, but we don't see B. in. I think if somebody's get, if B. John Robinson's taken, because I'll tell you who's going to take him. If this team doesn't, the team right behind them, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. They're going to add a home run. Now, you think with Hertz and Brown and Devontae, they're going to add a – if it was me, if I was Philadelphia, I'd be saying, how do I get to the eighth spot, right? I'd be saying, how do I get into that hole? Because Chicago needs him. Teams behind us need him. I, I would – Greedy is it sound? Well, Sean, that's not a value pick. Fuck value. Okay. Pardon my French. I didn't mean to cuss, but you're like, yeah, I did. I'm not, I, I don't pardon it. Yes, I didn't yeah, mean to cuss. Fuck that. Pardon my cuss. English. Right. Is value to me, value to me is where I love him, not where you love him, not where the fan loves him. It's where I love him. What I place value on his ass. And to me, I, I would, if he doesn't go ninth, the next pick, which is Philadelphia from New Orleans. I believe that B. John Robinson's getting drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Chicago, if you want a home run hitter, you better get it while the getting's good or the team behind you with a, with, with a second first-round pick and played in the Super Bowl, they're going to add that to Jalen Hurts' repertoire and look the hell out. Okay, We could can, we can do this. You and I could do this show for 18 hours a day, but let me, let me ask you this, uh, giving a little insight to the novice fan out there. Here is me. If I'm a GM, which I'm not, and, and I'm a coach, and if I'm coaching, if I'm a Pete Carroll or Belichick, knowing my roster, knowing what's on it, I'm looking at this roster, Sean. You got Cole Komet at tight end, Robert Tanyan. Um, the tight ends are strong in this draft. You got uh, left tackle Braxton Jones. You got right tackle Tavon Jenkins, Nate Davis, Lucas Patrick's the center. Uh, Jatir Carter, I've had Jatire Carter, I've had on this show. A uh, good kid. Um, he's a backup right guard right now. Their old line needs a lot of work. And do you go out and get a wide out when knowing that's not Justin Fields' strength, throwing the ball consistently, 
Or do you build a team similar to how Baltimore had success and running a lot of inside run game, a lot of QB design run game, getting the ball to a good, 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 good tight end. I think they could upgrade a tight end and use DJ Moore, the Mooney kid, Chase Claypool if he comes around, and use those guys accordingly. But go get B. John Robinson at, at number nine. Get you a couple O-linemen in this draft. Yep. And build that roster what it is right now because on defense, you know, they've got a few holes to fill too. So this isn't a team ready for the playoffs in my opinion, but I think they're ready to make some strides and compete with Green Bay um, in Minnesota uh, because we both believe this is Detroit's league to lose next year. Yeah, I'll say this before we move on to second down. Yeah, all that's true. I need a home run hitter, a more home run hitter, a wide receiver. I need. I, I could use a, a, a smoke show tight end, meaning he plays like the not looks, but the way he plays. I need a offensive. They are four players away from being four players away. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they need exactly. bodies, but I can tell you this: who's going to impact them more as a rookie? Jordan Addison or Bijan Robinson? Back. Twenty to twenty-five touches a game. Yeah, not back. eight. Not okay. seven. You got to take them when they're young, Sean, because you know they don't last long in this league. Seven years from now, eight years from now, they're going to be looking for another one. That's max. So if that, yeah. get it, we get it while the getting's good, and takes it takes some of the legs out of having to force Justin Fields to run it twenty times a game. I don't care how big he is; you just sustaining that's hard to do as a quarterback, let alone a running back. So, yeah, Bijan Robinson said there at nine. I know I need about five other positions and depth at them. My greedy ass wants Bijan Robinson because I think if they don't, the next team's taking him. So, yes, uh, a top 10 pick, ninth or 10th sounds logical to me. The Bears could use him, and Philadelphia, I believe, will take him. If not, at least that seems like a great fit for me if you want to load up like the Kansas City Chiefs have in the past or teams that we see loading up that, that put them like, well, Philadelphia did this past off. I mean, the, this Super Bowl year. One more weapon on offense? Come on, man. The way Jalen Hurts is starting to get better. I'll take B. John Robinson nine, if not number ten's taking him, in my opinion. John, I gotta, I, I, I'm not gonna boast and pat myself on the back, but it, it feels damn good when I'm looking at their roster, and two guys on their defensive roster played for me. You should, dude. That's not, that's not <laughs> boasting. That's a fact, and you should be awfully, awfully uh, proud of that. Yeah, Elijah Hicks was a young kid I had. I, I raised and uh, played for me. And and uh, Coy Dang obviously was on Last Chance You with me on Netflix. He's uh he's uh he's playing outside backer stand up DN for them. Elijah Hicks plays corner. They both played at Cal Berkeley, by the way, too. Ironically, um, which is not an easy school to get into, by the way. Um, so sure. so here it is. That defense needs some holes. They got some holes. The offense has some holes. But if I was the GM, I'm 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 selecting Bijan Robinson if he's available at nine because he's the best available. And that just is what it is. We're gonna make our mock draft later on, but we got about thirty minutes to get through three teams. Uh, let's get into the Eagles here. Uh, Super Bowl runner-up, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Sean wasn't impressed with their offseason. I said in the uh, right after the season, I said they have a lot of free agents. Nine of them that were very, very key pieces, and I said they had to sign back at least five of them. Uh, they did not get that done. They lost a big-time D-tackle. They lost a big-time secondary piece. They lost a big-time linebacker. Um, they lost some key 
key things. Now, they did bring back Kelsey. They did bring back their right tackle. And I think Sirianni lives and dies by what's up front. And I love him for that because you win and lose these games by what's up front. They did lose a big-time D-tackle, but they protected the O-line and the investment in Jalen Hurts. If It does make sense at number 10 if Bijan's available. They got a good O-line returning, a great one, really. Uh, go get Bijan to go along with Jalen Hurts in that run mesh game and get the ball to A.J. on the edge and, uh, and Devontae Smith, and you're going to be right back in the uh, Super Bowl discussion. Um, they did pick up Marcus Mariota as well, Sean. So that tells me they are here to run that style of offense. Um, they did pick up another player that played for me, Rashad Penny. Um, they got Boston Scott, who's a, who's a touchdown scoring machine. And then they got Kenneth Gainwell, I really like a lot. And they got Trey Sermon. They got four legit backs. Yeah, none of them are B. John Robinson. I'll just tell you that right now. All right, so that's what you, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you waste? Do you do you do you take another back with these four? Yeah, it gives me well three of them. You're going to keep three of them possibly for depending on special teams and what they do. You just tell. I mean, he's different. He's there. Boston Scott's not carrying the load. Change up back. Uh, you 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 have yes, they've got depth, but and if Gainwell is a, Gainwell's a good, is a good, good player, down. but he's not going to carry it 25 times a game. Trey Sermon won't make the roster most likely. And then Rashad Penny's injury prone. Right. So you're back down to three. So, yeah. Three, three of them. And it's a luxury to have because guess what you do? You can corner the market. And all of a sudden, when, when the summer hits, if you got these guys, you draft, if B. John Robinson's the guy you want. I just, like I said, I, I like what he would be mean to Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts or really anybody because he's that good. And I'm a guy that's, that's pounded the table for. I like to stay away from running backs in these picks. So this is this isn't because he's my my buddy. It's because I think he's a great football player, and I don't usually subscribe to running backs this early. But I'll tell you, it wouldn't hurt to load up on another offensive lineman. Considering you know last year with Lane Johnson got banged up, a Skaronsky, a Paris Johnson guy. Um, I would, you know, with the weapon at running back, if Bijan's sitting there, I'll be shocked or at least a little surprised if they don't take him. And I'm going to tell you another name to be on alert for, just in case. They do like Georgia football players. They took a couple of them last year. If, if Jalen Carter drops this far, you may add him to the interior defensive line at number 10. So keep an eye on that because talent – Usually rules, just like money rules, when you're talking about business, follow the money, follow the skill set, as long as it's bigger than the headache. If Jalen Carter and B. John Robinson are sitting there, now you got yourself a headache decision, but talent-wise, you're going to hit on either one of them. That, yeah, keep, an eye on, keep an eye on where Jalen Carter ends up uh, on this football team. I mean, in this draft, on this one, if he starts to plummet a little bit, if they don't grab him. But I think it's one of those and a possible offensive lineman at 10. They still got Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, and Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis got to step up. They lost, you know, they lost a big man to 49ers in, in offseason. What, um, what about a corner there too, possibly, JB? They got Bradbury back. They got Slay back. But, but you, you know how everybody likes three of them. You could talk about greedy on defense. Two's not enough, and you and I both know that, right? 
Yeah, the backups. I'm not really happy. I'm not. I'm not too high on Greedy Williams, Justin Evans, Kevon Wallace, Avante Maddox. Um, and it may not happen, but that's a name. If you get a Joey Porter Jr. or Weatherspoon or Gonzalez, one of those guys, you say, hmm. Yeah. People playing. We're playing nickel and dime a lot. We like explosive guys. Uh, we can move somebody in on the slot. We. Got, I mean, I. It's. It's a, at least one of those. Okay. There's still there's three there'll be two good corners or three still sitting there when the come time comes but I, I uh, keep an eye on my first two I'm living with that and possibly an offensive lineman that's a good take Sean, Sean Waffle in the chat um, he he brought up a good point too he he knows football as well uh, he brought up some points too he thinks Devin White may end up lattling in the Philly as well in the offseason. Uh, Philly gets a Devin White they did lose a linebacker uh, in free agency one of their starters they get Devin White. That's a big one. Um, that that's an interesting one to say the least. But I I don't know. You know, you got Hassan Reddick still at backer. You got a couple guys there. You the kid, know, they the kid from Georgia, him. undersized. Why am I losing my mind? He was their defensive okay. leader on Georgia. They had five first rounders a year ago and drafted him in the third round. Um, they drafted Jordan Davis, a defensive tackle. Remember early. And then they took – why am I losing my mind? I don't know if you got it in front of you, JB, the depth chart. Yeah, oh, what kid? Huh? What kid are you talking about? The Georgia about? linebacker. The play was a rookie last year in Philly. Um, Under, undersized. You could almost line him up at strong safety. He could run. Reddick? No. Keep looking at that roster. Patrick Johnson? Nope. Kyron Johnson? Nope. Christian Ellis? Nope. Devin Taylor? Nope. Uh, shit. Sean Bradley? No, you know who I'm talking about, and I cannot believe it's slipping my mind. I don't see him on the roster. Okay, well, Eric Barnett? Nope. Uh, the Dean? That's the one. I'm telling you right now, if he gets the, the schemed right, that guy is a tackling friggin' machine. He's starting. He's laced as a starter. That's, right that's now. what I'm telling you. Yeah. And you got him outside, played like a first rounder, but got down because he was undersized. But he's active. And then Sean, I had Patrick Queen on my show the other day from the Baltimore Ravens, one of the leading tacklers. He's been on my show a few times. He said he's weighs two twenty two. That's what the backers are now in the league, Sean, because they got to stop RPO and they got to run the sideline to sideline. We want explosive more than we There's want. No, big. Singletary two fifty five in the middle. Right, and you know why? Because we need these guys to cover now too. I know they got to cover great backs out of the backfield and man, you they chase also Lamar Jackson. Coach. Right, right, and if you're Dean, you I mean, you're, and you're not only chase spy and quarterbacks, but if you're in man coverage and you got to cover Bijan Robinson out of the backfield or or one of the or or come up and greet Josh Jacobs off play, you know on an inside zone, and then when he motions out, you got to go cover one of these backs who can catch and run and do uh, listen. The days of LeVon Kirkland in the middle, we ain't got those anymore, brother. And, and he was a hell of a player, but you get my point. Yeah. You better be able to run explosive and knock somebody's dick in the dirt at 220, and N'Kobe Dean can. Um, and, and contrary to everyone's belief, the Bucks general manager is saying they have no intention of trading Devin White. So it's going to be another uh, player empowerment versus the uh, powers that be issue there. Player empowerment usually wins these battles. Unfortunately, that's what we've been seeing. Tennessee Titans on third down here on the last chance queue. Uh, what are the Tennessee and the Titans draft 
needs. Let me ask you first, uh, the elephant in the room, is Ryan Tannehill the fucking quarterback or not? He is as we speak today, but if they can get somebody that they think is an upgrade, which you say, well, why didn't they jump in on the car or the Garoppolo stuff? They, It feels to me, remember when they brought in Josh Dobbs late, I mean, when he started him late in the year? And you know who was on that roster, Malik Willis, as we talked about from Liberty, and they didn't give it. They, they stuck. They sat his ass down. Now, he can throw it, but what makes me wonder, are they already done with Malik Willis after one year because of his – now, remember, the, the general manager that drafted him, John Robinson, is no longer there. Vrabel's got more power. So it's whole new. So I don't know. Would Vrabel have drafted – would Vrabel have drafted Malik Willis with the third pick then? Or the third round pick then? So with that in mind, if they've soured on him already, then use him as an asset to move him to somebody who may want him as a young back – a young guy who you're a developmental type of player. Or you keep him as a developmental player. I think for this team, what did they lack last year? They went out and got the the was it the trade the 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 kid from Arkansas, the wide receiver. Once AJ Brown's gone, drafted him in the first round. They have they their playmaking skills outside of Henry and that guy are minimal at best. And and Tannehill ain't good enough to carry good player, solid player, but he's in the middle of like eighteen, like fifteen guys we talk about, right? They can win some. Hell, two years ago, this team was the number one seed in the AFC. Got beat by Cincinnati last year. They were horseshit. But, and all the stuff that goes on, they got rid of their playmaker. They don't have any. So with that, you better go find you a playmaker. Uh, uh, to add to it, is Tannehill the quarterback? Well, Willis isn't right now. Tannehill, it feels to me like Tannehill's the quarterback until they replace him, until they find that guy. So keep an eye on Tennessee trying to trade up into the quarterback slot. Somewhere in that area where they could think of getting one of the four. Who falls to number 11? I know we're going to do a mock draft, but I can see Anthony Richardson very easily. I can I can see Malik uh, – I mean, I can see Will Levis Will Le- here right. at 11 as well. And I think if that's the case, they may go get it. But they need – they need um, – okay. Who's, Here's who's, their roster. I'll break their roster who's down. Who's getting to the quarterback? They need disruptor. They need disruptor yeah. on defense. They need a playmaker. Hey, I'll on, give on you the roster, Sean. Okay. You tell me. You tell the folks what they need. They got Derrick Henry we know. We already know he's being – If they su- keep him, I'm after. good. If they keep him, I'm good. Right. If they don't, you got some young cats behind them and you got to go get B. John Robinson, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> From 9, All 10, right. and 11, if, if you decide Henry's not the guy and you trade him, meaning not the guy because, you know, you want to get an asset for him and you've worn him out and you're ready for a, a change-up pitch. Well, if you're going to do that, then you better – then B. John Robinson becomes realistic at 11 as well. All right, well, here's their wideouts who – I mean, it kind of goes with Tannehill. Oh, is, it Tra- Tra- is it Traylon Bur- Traylon Burks? Is that they the got Traylon there? Burks, Nick yeah. Westbrook, uh, Ekline, or whatever? They got Kyle Phillips. Um, I mean, their backups are guys I don't even know. Racy McMath and Mason uh, Mason McKinney. I they mean, holy guy. shit! I don't they know got, any of these guys. They got one guy at least as a playmaker in Burks, and he's a good player from Arkansas. Yeah. But that ain't enough. I could take one player out of a game. I, I can def- I can scheme to take your best receiver outs when you got three of them that causes me problems if you're a defensive coordinator and if you can run it. Remember when they're at their best when Arthur Smith was there and they're running play action and coming off that play action and hitting deep digs in behind it, you know, benders and seam Man, outs. AJ they did. Right, AJ. that's what I'm saying. Throw Throwing the play action fake and bang posts and Tannehill's throwing on time and he doesn't have to overpower you, he doesn't have to do a lot. So I, 
they need a quarterback too. If if they've soured on Willis this quickly, then you got to think they're in the quarterback fray. They need playmakers. Think about this, JB. Of the five scheduled worst teams in the league, at least now that people look at in the fall, three of them reside in the AFC South: the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. That's what the league and gambling in Vegas thinks of these guys. The te- and, and and see, look how quickly it can change. Two years ago, Jacksonville was like awful. Now they're the favorite in the division. Two years ago, Dan Campbell's job was he was going to get fired. And Dan Campbell now has the favorite in the NFC North. And two years ago, the Tennessee Titans, as I said, were the AFC number one seed two regular seasons ago. And now the Colts were two games away from being in the playoffs and thought they could roll through it when they went and got Carson Wentz. They pissed down their leg. And the the Texans have been the Texans, and they're looking up with D'Amico Ryans. But three of the worst five teams in the league mixed in with maybe Arizona and possibly Tampa. You're talking the worst division in the league right now, AFC South. So between Tennessee, Indianapolis, and the Texans, they need to corner the market on – they're about 30 players away from being 30 players away between those three teams. So um, if a quarterback falls that far and they don't trade, you got to consider it. I don't think you'll be lucky enough to get a quarterback unless you trade up in this. And the question is, are you willing to? And they need an edge rusher, too. They need a disruptor on defense. They got a lot of needs. They got – I don't even want to fuck his name up. Oaken Quo, the tight end. Yep. Um, he's okay. I, I mean, I've seen him play, but I, I don't think he's a guy that – I mean, I'm going to be honest. Vrabel deserves a lot of credit for this roster right here always being in the hunt because this roster right here is not very fucking impressive, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming down your throat hard and fast. So we're going to see. Their O-line needs help. Defensively, they need help. Um, They got a lot of room. They got a lot to take. We're going to do our mock draft, and, and, and if you had to tell the folks right now, Sean, a number one need for this roster, what would you be looking at at that 11th pick? For the Titans, I would say you got to get offensive help. But it's Vrabel, and he knows when defenses are really good. So for my opinion, I, the running back I think will be gone and be John Robinson. Do you think Jackson Smith, uh, Najigba, or one of the Jordan Addison are that guy? If not, if they trade up, they're going to try and get a quarterback. You and I know it. If they don't sit there, I'll, I'll go with a wide receiver, an offensive weapon running back type, depending on who's there, how, whatever run you've had, and uh, a, a guy like the Texas Tech kid, Tyree Wilson, as an edge rusher. That's their. They, I'll go with those needs. They got a lot of them, but you're only going to you can only take one cat. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bypass the 12th pick, which is the Texans again. We've already talked about them at number two. We think they're going to take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. We're going to do our mock draft. I might shock you with my picks. Uh, Sean and I are going to do our separate one, and then we'll do we'll discuss them both uh, here in the next week and a half, two weeks leading up to the draft. Uh, we will do that exclusively on Patreon, and we will sneak in a few lives here on YouTube um, to get you guys to some content like we always do. We appreciate the support. 120 guys in here watching. Hit that like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, we do these last minute, so we're doing them right now. So you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, every week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, right now, 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern on Patreon. Uh, we, we are doing this live tonight on YouTube. 
um, for you guys. So we appreciate you coming on in here. We're going to bypass the 12th pick, which Texans have two in the first round, two and 12. We're going to move on to the New York Jets, which sitting pretty at number 13. This is why we got about 15 minutes, Sean. This is why I believe there's a hang-up with the Aaron Rodgers deal. And you know better than me, um, I don't believe the Jets want to fucking give up 13 to the to, to the Packers, and I don't think I would either. Would you? Not know for me, JB. Not knowing, um, not knowing how long he's going to play. Is he going to put me through the same headache that he put Green Bay through? Not saying that they that, that some of the headache that, that he put him through wasn't warranted, because I'm sure they had their their their, their say or their their hand in irritating him at times i'm sure but he is a what's the best way to put it because i you know how i feel about Aaron. I, I love him and i think he's a great player he he became a put it this way i like guys that are hard to coach because it tells me that they care you know like manning and Brady that they're grinding right hard to coach means that they're that they challenge you in my book which is a good thing uncoachable or, or the leadership things just when I say uncoachable almost as I felt like Aaron got to the point where he was bigger than the organization or felt like that maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong in that way yeah, yeah that, I think that that's that, that that's for a while it's been and I, I think the leadership part where players got tired of dealing with it so the question I have but listen he makes the Jets better shit the guy's so good and he'll have a bone to pick and he'll want to play great but that pick considering the fact that what if he just comes back and gets bored next year says, ah, I don't want to be in New York. I can't give up that high a pick for a guy that may only play one year. And then I got to be the the Packers next off season somewhere along the line. If I'm trading him, I got to get contract clause that says, I, I don't even know what the CBA says about something like this, but I got to get more than a, a guarantee. I, I, I can't do that for one year. Because you're not winning the Super Bowl next year. Hell, all the years in Green Bay with some great players that he had on, on at different times. One, the Jets ain't winning the Super Bowl next year. They'll be better and a playoff team with Rodgers. And I guess anything can happen. But I can tell you this. I'm not giving up a first rounder and more if that's what you're asking for. Possible one year, maybe two. Not happening. They won't win a Super Bowl in the next two years. I, I see I see a lot of people in the comment. I, I understand, and I'm glad you guys are giving us this insight. I do I do think Sean and I both probably agree. I think we agree to this. Uh, the chat's going crazy, Sean. I know you can't see it. They're crazy saying in a good Aaron way. A Super Bowl contender. Aaron makes you a Super Bowl contender. We get that. We both get that. But what Sean just said is. You have to understand something. This is a very young roster who did extremely well last year in the draft, has another first-round top 15 pick. They can't screw this up. Now, let me, let me along with that, Jay, they can't. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I can't see the chat, but I, I listen, I'm not disagreeing with them. If anybody's listened to my morning drive show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston for months and months and months and years, I, I'm in Aaron Rodgers' camp. Saying that he was a headache there and they're getting rid of him, it's time for Jordan Love. That ship sailed for both. I think that it was it got stale. And sometimes when the speech for a coach, we've seen it with Pat Riley, Phil Jackson. It's gotten old now with Greg Popovich. They're not winning. In football, 
coaches move. It's amazing how Mike Tomlin, who I think is unbelievable football coach, can keep them interested and never, never goes below 500, keeps winning. It doesn't matter how the raw, he's my number one. Aside from maybe Andy Reid, if I'm hiring a coach, give me Mike Tomlin any day of the week and twice on Sunday. That being said, I love Rodgers. My point is, and I said the Jets are a playoff team. But are you willing to tell me if I said, okay, list if Rodgers is there, after all the years you've seen it, with what you see in the AFC at quarterback, that fucking gauntlet. How he, you, you, playoff team, that's one of seven, and, and that's going to be a tough AFC. Miami's good. We know Buffalo's good. Hell, Belichick's teams will always hang around. They're going to give you trouble because that's Belichick. But yes, they become a Super Bowl contender. I can name 16. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now a Super Bowl contender because they're mm-hmm. going to win the division. Are they winning it next year? That answer is no. But three years from now, they might, or two years because their star quarterback is going to continue to develop with these young players. With Aaron Rodgers, if you told me right now, Sean, I guarantee two years and maybe a third for the 13th pick, your sweet ass is 100% correct. I'm trading that because the 13th pick is not going to be better in the next three years than Aaron Rodgers is today, no matter what damn position he plays. I'm all quarterback all the time with that. And without him, they got, depending on who, they got no shot right now. They have to get into the mix somewhere. With him, they sure as hell become a playoff contender. But I agree. I want Rodgers to say I'll play for three more. Now you can take the 13th pick and shove it up your ass. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. But with if they said, well, Sean, he's going to go through the, he's going to take it year to year. Ooh, I need a little more guarantee than that, brother. I just do. But I can tell you right now, He's the best quarterback. God bless you, Joe Namath. You know how much I love Broadway Joe. Every day whenever I see him out and on, you know, on, on business or I run into him or I see him on TV, or that, I'm like, because everything I did wear a uniform was Broadway Joe, so it's almost blasphemous for me. This is by far the best quarterback the Jets have ever had. No and doubt. He's, he's two years removed from back-to-back MVPs. He no can doubt. play. One year is not enough for me for a, for, uh, a top 15 first-round pick, yet Rodgers will be better than the 13th pick of the draft. That I guarantee you, no matter who it is. Their rosters, you know, speaks loudly. Uh, Brees Hall returning. He was on a record campaign as a red. What a player. A what a stud. Yeah, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas native. Um, you got Garrett Wilson, rookie of the year. You got McCole Hardman now. Who can, uh, run, who can run. He's never going to be your leading receiver, but he's a home run hitter. We know that. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. You got Alan Lazard now, which was, apparent, you know, allegedly a, a favor for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they were in on the OBJ sweepstakes. They didn't get him. He goes to Baltimore. You got Tyler Conklin at tight end, CJ Usama, um, a couple other kids. And then their O-line is uh, probably a work in progress. And then on defense, you got <clears throat> you got one of my kids, Jermaine Johnson. You got Carl Lawson, Solomon Thomas. They got Quentin Williams inside. They got a great a really CJ good player. Mosey, CJ Mosley and Sauce Gardner, obviously one of the one of the rookie defensive players. I mean, you got a hell of a roster there, but you don't have a quarterback. They got the Mormon Milf Hunter at quarterback, and that is what they got to improve on. And I don't think that I think this is my take, Sean. As we as we end this show, you got to understand. I think 
not getting Aaron Rodgers deflates this locker room because they all expected him to come right now. So it now they're going to be like, me. oh, we got Zach Wilson back. Yes. Oh, JB, it, it deflates me for the Jets. I love Robert Sala. You know, obviously Aaron will be comfortable with Nathaniel Hackett there. I mean, he'll be better as an assistant than he was with Russ Wilson in Denver. And Well, he can't be worse, right? And I know their relationship. You are 100% correct. What you talk about the oldest cliche, oh, that took the wind out of their sails. Hell, you just cut him off at the legs by by not by Rogers. I, and it's, it's going. Like, it's uh, it's Ren says here that the fan base as well. Right. Oh, and no, no doubt. And some of the fan base is excited because they can get after Aaron Rodgers. They don't like the way he approaches. Some are pumped up, but you know you got a better chance to win. Listen, I also know this: that the closer it gets to the draft, with no deal done, and I told you I thought it'd be done by the draft. The closer it gets to the draft, no deal done. Somebody's going to get desperate. The Packers or the Jets or both, I still believe it gets done. The Jets are probably sitting at home saying, well, we want, we, 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 we can't give that up. And the Packers are saying, oh, this is Aaron Rodgers. The closer it gets, because I'll tell you another thing. The Green Bay Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers back. I know. They'll screw up their plans, too. So both teams know one needs him and one's ready to move on from him. And both cities have, have accepted that. Yeah. Now you got to pull the trigger. And it's crazy because Lafleur and Sala are buddies, right? And can the front offices get it done? I think it still gets done. I have no idea what the price is going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, there's little rumblings out there that ni- the Niners are now at least got a they got a heartbeat again in this thing and come back home to Frisco and, now, you and all that shit. You want to talk There's about Super Bowl? You want to talk about real quick, JB, Super Bowl? You talk, I heard Jets fans say it makes them an instant Super, uh, Super Bowl contender. I got news for you. Aaron Rodgers with the 49ers roster instantly makes them the best team in the NFC. No disrespect to Philadelphia. Well, maybe the Philadelphia fans would take a disrespect. It's close, but with that roster, that would be as good as roster as Aaron Rodgers has ever been on. That right there. Is, now, that's instant. If they didn't make it to February, we'd all be tripping. Let's just put it that way. We 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 may we may tie Aaron Rodgers the biggest bust in uh, NFL history. Right. If it didn't uh, happen, we got a couple minutes here. Uh, if you guys, any of you guys, want to have any questions or any questions, any coaches in the, in the room want to ask anything, we're gonna break down four teams a day, um, all the way up to the draft. We will be done by next Tuesday. Next Wednesday. We will be breaking down, uh, not next Tuesday, I'm sorry, the week after. We will be breaking down our mock draft. Sean and I will both give you our mock draft on Patreon, and we're going to compare that to Todd McShay and and and, and all those guys on ESPN um, as they do. And then we're going to compare those things, and then we'll be breaking down film on certain teams as we do it. Um, Lamar Jackson, as we got a couple minutes here, um, if you guys got any questions, let me know. Here's my take on the 49ers Aaron Rodgers things before I ask you about Lamar Jackson before we get out of here. Um, good job recovering. We we bullshit in the beginning of the show just because we haven't seen each other in a while, so we like to fuck with each other. Make sure you guys go check out Benchwarmers on Netflix. It's out there. Sean's twisting titties and nipples. Um, let me ask you guys. Let me ask you this. I think he likes Hackett because he can control the narrative with Daniel Hackett. He can't control Shanahan. Dude, he controlled, and not only that, he controlled, I mean, Russ Wilson controlled Nathaniel Hackett, hence why he didn't have as much success as he should have. And, so and, Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers pulls a lot more weight than 
than uh, Russ Wilson does, and he's a better player by a long shot. So, yeah, th- you're damn right he does because Nathaniel Hackett, when he says, hey, uh, I want to throw this route. Okay, how many times, Aaron, would you like to throw it? So, yeah, there's no doubt. And Shanahan's going to run that show. So we'll see if, if, if the 49ers even consider actually really jumping into that fray. Yeah, um, I agree. Lamar Jackson, uh, OBJ came out today in his presser, said that uh, Lamar has not guaranteed me that he will be here. Um, I told you that the other day. I don't believe that he guaranteed him. You don't make that decision based on one guy. You make it on the bag. Okay. That'd be a bad decision on that one guy that's 30 years old, double knee construction. Um, I don't know if uh, – I think he's – he figured this is a $15 million payday. I need it. I probably won't get it again. Um, let me go in here and get it. Is Lamar going to be a Raven if you had to bet your house on yes. it or not? I would bet that he would because the red tape. You, you think we're having trouble getting through the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now do the red tape of two number ones, a system guy that you're going to have to change your system if you tra- trade him. When I say change it, adjust it a little bit wherever he goes. And you're going to have to pay him. $270 million, $250 million, and about 85% of it minimum guaranteed, 80% of it. Not that he's not worth it, but the the, the every there, there's four steps that you got to go through to, 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 to get him in the building. That's one. And I can assure you of this. While the bonus for Lamar would be I get to go and my guy OBJ is there, he will not be the reason Lamar goes back to Baltimore, the, the main reason. He'll be one of the bon- – oh, great, I got uh, – got, uh, you know, I got – he would have gone – even if OBJ wasn't there, if the money was right, he's going back to Baltimore, uh, you know, regardless. So uh, it'll be a bonus because of Odell Beckham Jr., but he's going to go back for one reason, getting paid. That's why. And I do believe when we open the season in 23 that Lamar Jackson is a starting quarterback unless the Colts pull a fast one and pull this off between now and the time they pick. If, uh, if I had to ask you um, to give us – of a thirteenth draft pick right now, even though we're we're not going to get into our our mock draft, what do the Jets need most? So we're assuming that they that they're going to pick this, the Jets. Yeah, we're assuming they pick thirteen offensive line. Yeah, They've I done agree. A good job getting to get, whether it's whoever's it, Skronsky, Broderick Jones. I I personally think it's offensive line. Solidify that. Get physical up front and control the line of scrimmage. And if it's Rodgers, well, if, if it's if, obviously if Rodgers, they're going to well, – That's the thing, though. That's a very that, intriguing right, deal, right? That's the point, Riff. If you get Rodgers, you miss that pick, and somebody else is going to get it. But well, here's the thing, though. By this, that's why you keep reemphasizing uh, that this has to happen before the draft because if it don't, Sean, you're, assholes pucker in that building. That's exactly and, right. And now am I worried about – Trading up to get a QB, right? And you know what? Well, that you would have to shift. You'd have to go the other way instead of sit there. So if they sit there, offensive lineman. If they don't, then Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. If 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 they if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, the trade they're sitting at thirteen. You're exactly right. They're like, oh hell, now what do I do? And I can tell you this: desperation doesn't equal smart decisions. So get this done before the draft. There you go. Yeah, I agree. Um, Pound that like button, man. Uh, subscribe. We're back. We are back right here on Last Chance Q uh, three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays, 5, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific on Patreon. 
Make sure you become a member today. Plus, we've unleashed and unlocked a shitload of videos on Patreon. So you can go and check out a lot of QB drills, a lot of different things. Plus, we'll be adding shit every day and having some untapped uh, data and information on that channel on our Patreon. And like I said, we'll be back Tuesday. Uh, sorry, we'll be back Monday, uh, the same time, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, 3.30 Pacific. And we'll be breaking down the next group of teams um, in draft pecking order. And uh, Carolina's on the clock, Sean. Um, can't wait to do our mock drafts here in a few weeks. And uh, make sure you listen to Sean every day on iHeart Radio on AM 790. Yeah, Sports Talk 790. That's right. Or the iHeart Radio app nationwide. iHeart on nationwide in Houston and nationwide on iHeart. Uh, 790 um, AM in Houston. And I'll be back at you tomorrow for Fearless Friday on the Coach JB Show. And uh, appreciate everybody. And uh, we'll see you guys Monday uh, right back here. I'll see you guys on the other side. Peace out. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. you love it, you better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again, wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense, but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. 